Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. Today is Friday, December 22nd. Coming up, this Christmas, it's very likely that stocking stuffers around the country will come from one recognizable Kansas City-based company. We're proudly made, you know, here in the U.S. It's an iconic American brand. We're true to quality product, our assortments. It hasn't changed, you know, at all. We'll hear more about Russell Stover's Chocolates, which turns 100 this year. Plus, for musicians performing on the streetcar this holiday season, getting into the groove took a little practice. Yeah, we did test drive. We did test drive because I'm from the suburbs, so I really don't take many trains or streetcars. So it's definitely going to be something. It's going to be experience for sure. We'll hear from the local musicians who performed for the Kansas City Streetcar Holiday Jam. But first, some headlines. Missouri Democrats have expelled State Representative Sarah Unsicker of St. Louis County from their party. Jason Rosenbaum explains why. Unsicker has faced widespread criticism for her social media activity, including posing for a photo with an alleged Holocaust denier. Members of the House Democratic leadership team said in a statement that Unsicker, quote, is free to choose her associations, but the caucus enjoys that same freedom. Unsicker, who recently dropped her bid for Missouri Attorney General, said the efforts to expel her from the caucus are, quote, a character assassination from a wing of the party that I want nothing to do with. Unsicker will be unable to run again for the Missouri House in 2024 due to term limits. Johnson County's only cold-weather homeless shelter says it's already at capacity and can't keep up with demand this season. Project 1020 Cold Weather Shelter is open from December through March, but founder Barb Evers says Lenexa doesn't allow the shelter to have more than 30 beds at one time. Evers says the demographics of their clients have been changing, too. This year, one thing I've noticed is the percentage of women is higher. Normally at that time, we would have about 27 percent women. About a week ago, 30 or 38 percent more women. Johnson County recently approved plans to convert a Lenexa hotel into a year-round homeless shelter and service center. Emergency rooms across Kansas are seeing high rates of visits related to respiratory illness. Rose Conlin of the Kansas News Service reports. About 20 percent of emergency room visits in Kansas are for acute respiratory illness, according to the State Health Department's surveillance program. That's the highest rate so far this year, but remains below last year's peak of around 30 percent. Nearly 1% of all visits and more than 4% of pediatric visits are for RSV. Nearly 3% of visits are for COVID and more than 1% are for the flu. Public health officials recommend frequent hand washing, avoiding contact with sick people, and other virus prevention precautions. We'll be back after this. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive. 
Many of us give and eat a lot of chocolates this time of year. One Kansas City-based company has helped turn that into a tradition. More from KCUR's Laura Ziegler. Russell Stover's chocolates are about more than candy. They're about the smell of velvety milk chocolate when you open a box, the giddiness of getting a gift, the memory of your grandmother's warm embrace. At least that's what the 100-year-old company wants their product to mean. Outside of this box of Russell Stover chocolates, life has changed in the last 70 years. But inside, very little has changed. Kansas City resident Pat O'Neill remembers how his grandmother brought a box of Russell Stover's mixed chocolates to the seven O'Neill boys every year. As the oldest, he got the coveted first pick. Back off, you guys. I got the caramel, right? But, you know, you had to find it first. Um, And so in our house, every box of Russell Stover candies, you could tell what it was by just turning it over because somebody had already put a thumbnail into it to see if what it was. In the early 1900s, Russell Stover had been working with other candy companies and studying chemistry at the University of Iowa when he was asked to create a chocolate-covered ice cream bar. He succeeded and named the novelty the Eskimo Pie. They sold a million bars the first year. The next year, sales doubled. Russell Stover turned down buyout offers. The craze wore off and sales plummeted. With their limited profits, the Stovers moved to Denver and started Mrs. Stover's Bungalow Candies, sprinkling bungalow-style retail stores across the Midwest. They opened a store here in 1927, buying an ad in the Kansas City Star to celebrate. Here's what that newspaper copy said. She's hungry. Girls always are, but Mrs. Stover's Bungalow Candies offers an economical way to keep her happy and contented. These delicious chocolates and bonbons... The ad went on to urge consumers not to be high-hatted to buy a box at 75 cents a pound. This year, the company's been celebrating its 100th year with a nationwide marketing campaign, anticipating my visit to Russell Stover's corporate headquarters just east of the Country Club Plaza. Patrick Katak and Tammy Parr of the marketing team have laid out a mountain of candy. Whoa, did you do this all for me? Yeah. Chocolate Easter bunnies of all sizes, chocolate marshmallow pumpkins and Santas, those little chocolate coconut bird nests with three jelly bean eggs, many red cellophane-covered heart-shaped boxes. After Christmas and Easter, the company's third busiest holiday is Valentine's Day, and Katak says almost half of the Valentine's chocolate in the country is Russell Stover's. Roughly 40% of sales that is done during Valentine's in the confectionery category is us. The last week leading up to Valentine's, right, Some a lot of men are procrastinators, we see a massive spike. Katak says their market research tells them more than three-fourths of candy consumers recognize the Russell Stover brand. It's in your local grocery store, your drugstore, and it's affordable. You know, you've got some products out there that are super premium products, maybe these artisanal stuff, but that's not, that's not our soul. We want to be widely available to all consumers. You know, we want everybody to be able to participate in the holidays. In fact, one of Kansas City's most well-known chocolatiers says it was Russell Stover's candy that laid the foundation for the super premium artisanal stuff he now makes. Hey, let's try lavender. That would be fun. Christopher Elbow's cases are filled with colorful, hand-painted bonbons in flavors like rosemary or Vietnamese cinnamon. 
Elbow founded his company in Kansas City 30 years ago. Now he travels globally to source native beans and other ingredients, insisting on fair trade practices. He says Russell Stover's gave chocolate mass appeal and carved out a space for boutique chocolatiers like him. I don't think I would have the opportunity to be doing what I do today had it not been for them. Like so many others, Elbow feels family and tradition in that predictable assortment of buttercreams and caramels. I've got great memories of it with my grandma. She always had a box of Russell Stover's in her house. And while artisanal chocolates like Elbow's might be trendy in certain circles, Russell Stover sales still increased 10% last year, approaching a half billion dollars. That's a lot of chocolate Santas, bunnies, and hearts. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Laura Sickler. Kansas City Streetcar Holiday Jam brings live music to riders traveling between Union Station and River Market. KCUR's Julie Denache hopped on the streetcar to talk with the local musicians making the magic happen. Pulling out of Union Station, Streetcar 801 is wrapped like a giant mobile Christmas present. Inside, a band is warming up. One, two. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Welcome to Kansas City's Holiday Streetcar Jam, y'all. You'll be listening to the sounds of Trader Boats playing a little jazz, blues, rock, R&B, hip-hop, gospel, Christmas, country. I mean, I might even make up some stuff. So y'all just sit back, relax, and enjoy yourselves. I got my daughter with me today, so jazz is going to play upright bass. DeBose grew up in the Kansas City music scene and has been a professional musician for 40 years. But this is his musical debut on the Kansas City Streetcar. I play 37 instruments. It's one of those things, I wish I had more hands, more feet. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Going to Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City, here we come. In 2017, musicians have performed on the streetcar between Thanksgiving and Christmas, with a two-year break during the pandemic. Donna Mandelbaum is the Streetcar Authority's communications director. The vibe on the streetcar, especially on Saturdays, is very high energy. Lots of families, lots of smiling faces, and maybe they just came from Union Station or they're going to Crown Center or City Market. This is the streetcar to River Market. 14 different local performers played a set on the streetcar this year in styles ranging from classical to jazz and pop. Holiday tunes weren't a requirement. Lots of people riding downtown. We have four streetcars that run every Saturday because we have a lot of crowds. I know the holidays can be very stressful, but we try and bring a little bit of levity to it and joy. We ask that you do not board yet. Please do not board. We're going to get the musicians on board first. Once inside, musicians head for the center of the car, toting instruments and battery-powered amps. Roderick Jones is a singer-songwriter from Olathe, who's just a little bit nervous. Never played on a streetcar before. (laughs) Never. When we rode it last week, it was like moving and we're like, oh, like almost stumbling everywhere. But yeah, we did test drive. We did test drive because I'm from the suburbs, so I really don't take many trains or streetcars. So it's definitely going to be something. It's going to be experience, for sure. I'm just excited just to, you know, get in front of some new ears and see if they, they like my music or not. Hopefully they do. I guess I live life on the edge. I just live life on the edge. 
Rithwick Chari was one of dozens of people packed in for a streetcar ride. I just thought it was a surprise for everyone kind of coming on, right? They're kind of walking on just expecting to go to their next destination and then they're treated by live music, right? And live music is something that brings a lot of people together. For musician Trey DeBose, bringing people together is what it's all about. People didn't even know they were going to get onto a streetcar and see a live performance. But when they got on, they stayed. You know, some people went past their stop. It's just fun. We'll walk back, you know. <laughs> Music has that power to change people's lives like that instantly because it truly is a gift. For me to sit at home and play and sing but not give it to people, what a waste. So until I die, I'm giving it away. It's going to play it and play it and play it. The musical rides ended this week, but performers like DeBose will be back next year to share their holiday cheer again. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Julie Denishay. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Laura's story on Russell Stover and see photos from Julie's story about the streetcar holiday jam, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. We're off on Monday for Christmas, but we'll be back on Tuesday. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hollywood writers are obsessed with the concept of an asteroid heading towards Earth and destroying civilization. But is this something we really should be worried about? I'm Kate the Chemist, and on my podcast, Seeking a Scientist, we meet the mastermind behind a real-life mission to divert the path of an asteroid. Subscribe to Seeking a Scientist, made possible by the Starris Institute.